understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up? Welcome back, guys, to The Stranded Face Podcast with your girl, Jessica Hurley. And bum, 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 it is time for another 15-minute Friday. And I've got a good one for you because this is something that I covered at recent talk I did at PwC Pricewaterhouse Cooper. I was invited to speak on getting out of your how to get out of your stranded phase and to be the best version of yourself. And uniquely, when I was asked to speak about the topic, I actually felt like I wasn't the expert, which is so funny because sometimes we have the information at our fingertips, and the only person that doesn't think that we're the expert is ourselves. So I dug a little deep, had to get in my creative side and realized while the words that I utter out of my mouth may not make me the expert, I have the expertise because I have interviewed countless successful people about their stuck phase. And so I went through some really good interviews, put together some really good content and kind of realized that everyone basically says the same thing about how they get out or get through their stuck phase. And so I wanted to share this presentation with you guys. So it might be a little bit of a different style, but I know it was good content. So we're going to cover. And before we jump in, I just want you to know I'm under the weather. So my voice is a little, I can barely hear myself talk. So bear with. We're going to talk about six ways you can redesign the gap. Now, what's the gap? To me, the gap is when whether you consider yourself successful right now or not, you can be successful right now because I feel like I'm in a gap. Gaps are a dime a dozen. You don't have one gap in your life. It's very likely you'll have several. It's about the way that you handle it, whether or not it becomes a lesson or part of why you don't move ahead. And so to me, the gap is when you, whether you consider yourself successful or not, but you see yourself somewhere else, you want more, you know, there's a next level. Everything in between that is the gap. Now, sometimes it's based on circumstance. So the gap, I don't want it to have this negative condensation. It can, but because it may be due to circumstance, you may be have headed in one direction and your relationship failed you. You know, you may be, may have been headed in one direction, thought you were going to be the director in, in your current career. And then you were laid off. Like due to circumstance, you could be in a, in a tough, heavy, tight pressure, you know, what feels like pressure on your shoulders gap, or you could just be somewhere right now. You know, there's somewhere else that you want to be, you know, that next level, pushing yourself and everything in between where you want to be and where you are now is the gap. And so I want to talk about you, talk to you about redesigning that gap, because there's some serious consequences with this gap if we're not careful, right? So what are the consequences or what happens in the gap? Well, the temporary high wears off. And I want you to picture this. When you got your new job, you were probably at dinner with your family or your friends, you guys were celebrating, cheersing, buying shots, like you were super excited. And you thought to yourself in that moment at dinner, this excitement's probably never going to wear off. My life's going to be so great after this. And then six months later, it wasn't due to circumstance, due to consistency, just due to complacency. It doesn't feel the same anymore. So what happens in the gap is that temporary high of achievement wears off. And that's okay. But 
What we do after that, when that feeling wears off, could be troubling. What else happens? No growth, no progress. We get complacent. Your routine becomes mundane and too consistent. I know we talk a lot about on this podcast about structure and having, you know, your gratitude in the morning and your your prayer and your meditation and your journaling, but too much consistency could wipe you out. I know it wipes me out. I get to a point where I'm like, no, I can't. I need something to, I need to shake shit up a little bit. So what else happens? You get confused. You get confused about where you're actually headed and you lose sight of your why. And I'm going to give you a really good example about this in my personal life. I knew I was chasing the wrong things and just chasing another high. Uh, when I was in my old corporate role with the major nonprofit and everyone was questioning my ability because I had a side hustle because I was too busy. And I got to this point where I got obsessed with proving people wrong. I wanted to work harder. I wanted to push myself to the limit. I was almost drowning trying to prove to people that I could do this. And I thought it was the right thing to do until my fiance asked me a very solid question one day and said, what position are you gunning for there? And I was like, I I'm not. And he said, do you want to be the president? And I said, no. And he said, do you want to be the the CEO? Do you want to be the director above you? And I said, no. He said, do you want your boss's job? I said, no. And he said, then what are you doing? Because at this point, you're just chasing the idea of proving people wrong. You're chasing a new high with no intent. This does not align with your why. It doesn't align with where you're going. So look at all the time you're wasting trying to, to achieve a high that is not even for you. It's for someone else. That's what happens when we're in the gap. We start heading in the wrong wrong direction. We chase a new high and we lose sight of our why. We start creating goals that don't even align with where we were originally headed. Sometimes that's good, but not all the time, just because we're simply chasing a high. And y'all know, you have rode this journey with me through my several gaps about, you know, when I turned 27, I got my master's degree. I had all the things. I could check all the boxes. The boyfriend, we'd traveled to every country, China, Thailand, every Caribbean place you could imagine where by the time we got to the Bahamas one year, I looked at Chris, Chris looked at me and I said, okay, this is all starting to look the same. We were financially stable. You know, we did all the things and I still felt like something was missing, even though I had every single box checked. Now, for most of you that know, I had not had my son yet, which is, I still laugh. And I think that that's probably why I got pregnant. Even though it was unexpected, I really feel like we manifested that because I was feeling stuck. I felt like something was missing, even though I had accomplished all the things. And many of you know, with the birth, for those of you that are new to the podcast, my son was I got pregnant with my son in 2017. He was born three months early, completely unexpected, and ended up spending 82 days in the neonatal NICU, neonatal intensive care unit, or the NICU, um, one of the most trying times of our life. And it taught us a lot. And when he did finally come home, when he did you know, prove his resilience time and time again, and just really rise above and came home to us healthy three months later, you're right. I didn't feel stuck anymore. I I didn't feel like anything was missing. However, I knew that my son was not the answer. I just knew that he had already forced me to become a different person. He'd already forced me to become a stronger, better version of myself. And through that process, I could not stop thinking about what other people do when they hit the stuck phase, the gap, the out of your control circumstance, like we did. Because I don't talk about this a lot, but during those 82 days, I had to go back to work. I went to work from eight to five, still traveled, still did things for this career, had to manage it, you know, people, had to provide support and oversight, and still every night left work and went to the NICU and stayed there until midnight, 1 a.m., and then went home and to sleep, did it all over again. And I could not stop but think, 
What do people that run businesses do when circumstance comes? What do people who have families and, you know, high level careers do when they're in the gap like this? And so that is why I created this podcast. That's why I set out to interview successful people, not targeting successful people to give you, you know, to learn all of the things. But I wanted to know, you know, not about their success, their accolades, their achievements, their badges of honor. I wanted to know what the hell they did when they got stuck. What did you do when you felt stuck? What did you do when you reached some outlandish circumstance that you felt as if you'd never get out of and you could not handle like the one that, you know, Chris and I were in? I wanted to know what they did when they felt unclear or thought that, God, this could never have been me. How did this happen? How did I get here? And how did you embrace it? So for you guys, I went back. I went back through the Rolodex. I went back through every episode and realized that I have interviewed over 60 successful people on the Stranded Podcast. And so I listened to some of my favorites, some of the ones that are the most downloaded ones that people have said or some of the greatest episode that they listened to three or four times. And I combined six things that basically seem like the necessities to get through the gap because you're not going to go around it. You're not going to be able to avoid it. And if you try to avoid it, it's going to keep coming back. So you have to get through it, right? So we're going to cover quick six quick things to get through the gap. Number one, you have to embrace the gap. You have to embrace the stuck phase. If you've been a a loyal listener or part of the Stranded Family, you know that that's what this entire podcast is about. You have to ask yourself, what the hell is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to teach me? Could this possibly be the test or trial to see if I'm prepared to handle or have the thing that I actually want? Is that on the other side of what right now feels like something I can't bear? And how do I start with incremental progress? How do I take the first step by forcing myself? Because we have to keep in mind that humans, the goal is temporary. The feeling is temporary. That's all a temporary high. Meeting the end goal is all, it's all a high. What truly makes us happy is progress. But people get stuck on that first step. And I need you to understand and what we've always talked about on this podcast is that it does sometimes have to be forced. Simple example, if you have not worked out for six months and you you want to go to the gym, you've probably been avoiding it. You've probably avoided it three or four times because that first time going to the gym, what are you thinking? Oh man, this is going to be so bad. I'm going to get winded in 15 minutes. I'm going to get on the treadmill and someone's going to look at me like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too fat to be in the gym. I don't even know how to use the equipment. What happens? You have to go in there and sometimes you have to force yourself to go that first, maybe even that second time until you get comfortable, until you have practice, until you get used to it, until you can create a habit. You have to force that incremental progress sometimes. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself instead of listen to yourself. I just heard this on another podcast and I thought it was so powerful is that we spend way too much time listening to our negative thoughts than actually talking ourselves out of them. And we have to force that sometimes. We have to talk to ourselves. Number two, I want you to revisit your why. And we talked about this earlier. Is your why still aligned? If it is, if you truly believe it is, are you still hungry for it? Do you wake up every morning excited about it? Are you waking up wanting to do something, have a to-do list, have one single goal that you're hitting every day to really get to that place? Like I've had clients before that really want a podcast and then I have to chase them around to get them to record an episode or to do this or to do that. And I'm like, you you must not really want this. You should be waking up every morning excited, elated to do this, to give this content away, to connect with your audience. Ask yourself if you're searching for a new high or is there a real goal? We talked about this earlier. Are you just trying to find a new high that doesn't align with your goal? Think about where you would be excited and happy to see yourself. 
ask yourself this, and we've talked about this on another episode. Is there another way to go about this as the producer and not the artist? You may have tried to achieve what you were trying to achieve or tried to align with your why and you failed somewhere along the process or you feel like it's not working out. You know, you wanted to start a blog. You launched a blog a few months ago. Nobody's really viewing it. You started a podcast. Nobody's really listening. That does not necessarily mean that you have failed and you're unable to align with your why. You may just need to revisit it and understand you may not be the artist. You may not need to be the one on stage. You may be able to take your passion and become the producer, just like Dr. Dre and Timberland. Not great music, not the best artists, not your top five. However, they are some of the greatest producers on earth. And another thing I want you to do when you revisit your why is when you do know what it is, when you realize that there is no more excuses, drop the man-made year, drop the January to December calendar year, start now, start tomorrow, start August 1st, but don't tell yourself, you know what? I didn't focus on getting fit this year. I'm just going to, I'm going to start again in January. You can start tomorrow because July, 2020, you could be fit as you want to be. Start tomorrow. Number three, do not worry about the how. The how of our goals is what paralyzes us. We talk about this all the time, but clarity, the clarity you're looking for, because the how is the clarity, right? You think you you have a goal in mind. You know, you want to start a YouTube channel. It's very clear. You know exactly what you want it to look like, but you don't know how. So then you go, well, when the clarity of how comes to me, that's when I'll do it. It will not come to you. It will not drop in your lap. Clarity works like driving in the fog. You have to drive 10 feet ahead to see what is further ahead. You don't stop at the stop sign and say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go any further because I can't see. No, you drive a little bit. Then you can see a little more. Then you drive a little bit more. You can see a little bit more. You have to push step by step to get to the how. You will be paralyzed by the how. I'm going to be honest with you. Most people that have a good idea start in their garages have no clue how. That does not make you incompetent. It does not make you incapable. It makes it totally possible. You just have to take the first step. Start visualizing the end goal without the fear of how. Rewrite all of your, this is my favorite because I've done, I did this at my last event. Rewrite all of your excuses until you no longer believe them. This is literally taking five index cards. Rewrite your excuses. So if you plan to get fit this year and you didn't focus on it and what your main excuse is, I don't have time to go to the gym. On one side, I want you to write, I don't have time to go to the gym. And on the other side, I want you to write, I have all the time in the world to go to the gym. I have all the time. I have eight hours when I get off of work to go to the gym. I I was going to write a blog, but you know, I don't really have good content. Then on the other side, I've got all the content I need in my favorite subject areas to write up a popular blog. And you take those index cards everywhere with you and you commit to reading them twice a day. Number four, reevaluate your surroundings and habits. You know, this is key. We talk about this shit all the time. So I hate repeating myself, but this is so important. I found it to be important. And also these things, these steps are important because when I, when I pulled them out of some of these podcast episodes, I knew that these were all things that I had applied to my life and were literally the reasons why they, I changed. They were things that I was like, yep, that matters because it helped me change my life. So number four, reevaluate your surroundings and your habits. Why or who, who do you primarily surround yourself with? Last five people in your phone that you text, last five people that you talk to, who did you hang out with last night? And if you're sitting here listening to this, I know you and you're telling me, I don't really go out like that. And I don't really be talking to all my friends like that. Great. Who do you surround yourself with at work? Because those are people you spend 40 to 50 hours a week with and 
you are way off if you don't think that those people don't inspire you or infect you in a way to make your, to kind of control your thoughts. And I know you probably don't feel controlled, but you have no idea how they affect the way that you think. There was also a simple one and it was funny. There was like 12 entrepreneurs that told me this and it was something about keeping your phone out of the bedroom. So no phone 30 minutes after waking up and no phone 30 minutes before bed. I hardcore practice the no phone for 30 minutes after waking up. I get up, I write my gratitude, I get my son's clothes ready, I make breakfast, I kind of walk around the house. I'll have people texting me in the morning and they're like, I tried calling you, I tried, no, no. I need to get my thoughts together. I need to get my son ready for school. I need to enjoy my family for 30 minutes to an hour before I get to it because I've got all day to focus on this stuff. And of course, of course, every single person said waking up early, meditating or focusing on writing in your journal, which changed my life, are key. I'm not kidding. And the first day you're going to feel like you're crazy town, but write in that journal Like this is part of playing defense. We talk about this too. Defense, defense, defense. Defense wins games. We struggle with praying and giving thanks when things are good because we think, oh, things are good. I'm not, I don't need that right now. We pray and we pray on our knees when things are bad, but we don't pray and give thanks when things are good. And this is the same way with journaling and meditating and and practicing gratitude is that it's very easy to do when you're on the tough end and you want to get out of the gap, but it's really hard to do when things are good. So practice this daily, create habits out of it. Don't wait until things are wrong. You find yourself stuck or in the gap to do those things. You can start those today. Number five, become the solution to people's problems. Problem solvers make paper, y'all. Problem solvers are the people that make real money. And you're over here possibly contributing to the problems at work or with your friends by gossiping, tuning into the news, spending your time consuming negative content. Like I, I tell people all the time, you go on YouTube right now, that there's an algorithm there too. Everything that comes up on there is stuff that you watch the most. If those videos on YouTube are negative, time to make a change. Leaders create leaders. There's a movement for it. Like Gerard Adams started a movement. Leaders create leaders. Leaders should not be focused on how they look or how they're perceived, or they should be working to create leaders or become the solution to people's problems. Those are true leaders. You also need to find compassion for those who hurt you. And this is part of becoming the solution is you cannot have gratitude and be grateful have those things in your heart while at the same time being bitter. There is not room for both. It is like a rule of health. You cannot be bitter and be grateful at the same time in your heart. So if you have people that have hurt you before in the past, people that you have to work with that have hurt you before, or have you feeling insecure or whatever, find some compassion for them and understand that most of those things are entirely about them and not about you. That is so important for you on this journey is to understand, to find compassion for those that hurt you. Number six, we're jumping in this again. This is like the core of the Stranded Podcast is to practice gratitude. I know it's so simple, y'all, but practice gratitude. It will change the way you think. Your beliefs dictate your destiny. I'm not kidding. Look it up. It's called emotional intelligence. All the things that they have tested, tried, and true say that you can literally manifest your thoughts and your thought, well, your thoughts will manifest your actions. Your beliefs dictate your destiny. It is called emotional intelligence. Look it up. Like it is a thing. And you can literally start by texting a best friend five things you're grateful for every day and having them text you five things you're grateful for back. Trust me when I tell you, I remember the first time I did it and I felt like an idiot. That's okay. It will become a habit. It will change your perspective on everything you do in life. And 
by your surprise, you might practice this and find out that you feel like you're in a gap, but now practicing gratitude has allowed you to see and receive that where you're living right now in this very moment might be exactly where you envisioned being all along and you just simply forgot. So before we wrap up, because I'm way over our 15 minutes, I'm just going to list these again to get out of this gap, to embrace this gap, to get through this gap that we've got six tips six things for you to remember. If you want this in a slide deck, let me know because it was a presentation. I can send it directly to you. Just DM me on Instagram or email me at jlhurley89 at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to send it directly over to you for your use. Number one, embrace the gap, embrace the stuck phase. Ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? Number two, revisit your why. Number three, don't worry about the how. It paralyzes us. It's not even a thing. Your first step will help you understand that. Number four, reevaluate your surroundings and your habits. We've all got poor habits. We all have people we surround ourselves that should, are probably already in question. And we need to ask ourselves, are those people important and are they infecting or inspiring our lives? Number five, become the solution. Problem solvers make money, y'all. And then number six, practice gratitude daily. Whether you are in a good, bad, or indifferent place, you have to practice gratitude. It will change your life and dictate your destiny. All right. Happy Friday, you guys. I hope this was helpful. You know I love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.